noticed a change in some of the news stories in America since Biden has become president. Right, so you're talking about since since the inauguration. Since so the inauguration. it's I mean, it's been what nearly a week or a week now, has it? Um, that's gone quick, actually. Yeah, very quick. Um, well, I look. I suppose it was to be expected that as soon as the Democrats get in in any way, shape, or form, and I, I'm assuming you don't want to talk about whether or not this was a rigged election or not, or anything, anything like that. Just just the fact that effect, effectively the media's guy is now in that all the news stories start getting all positive. That's that's exactly it. And particularly from, uh, you'll understand why in a moment, but particularly from a COVID point of view. Right. Now, that I, I've not been on media very much at all. I've, I've, I've gone practically cold turkey over Christmas. Uh, just I'm just getting on with my life regardless of what any laws or rules say. Um, there's been a secret little bit of bit of hope that, that, that Trump would pull something out of the bag, but obviously obviously not. Um, but I, but I, I suppose it's an interesting idea, and I did consider this around the time of the election. If if Biden wins, does that mean actually potentially the U.S. gets out of lockdown quicker? Well, so it's happened. It's it's not happening already, but because the, the they turn, want him to be the winner, the turnaround has been. I mean, it, it was always it was always clear that the media were on the side of the Democrats. But just to give you, I can give you a couple of examples. Okay. So this is the day before. The um, day before inauguration. Inauguration, yeah. Um, so the headline is, as death rates accelerate, US records 400,000 lives lost to the coronavirus. Um, same, same newspaper the day after. Currently, deadly US coronavirus surge has peaked, experts say. That's literally the oh day my goodness. after. They're literally saying that it peaked on the day of inauguration. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, I mean, they're not. They're not really saying that. They're, they're, they're announcing that it has already peaked the day after. So, but it's, it's, this it's, is it's, this it's is like clever. this is like um, Hunter's laptop stuff, isn't it? Yeah. So, so Hunter's Hunter's laptop was um, was interesting to me as well because obviously the uh, Republicans were going after him. Um, before the election, and the media. Well, that, was, that the story should have come out properly. Sure, and but been in the media before. But, but the, the, the media were doing nothing with it. Yep, they're sitting on it until afterwards, when the media suddenly jumped on it. Because obviously, the media don't really want Biden to be president now. They want they want Kamala Harris or however you pronounce her name. Right. So, in fact, there were there were some headlines along the lines of, um, you know. There was some some newspaper who had identified, uh, you know, the issue with with uh, with the laptop, mm. but the subheading was um, uh, Republicans had unfounded claims about Hunter Biden um, before the election. It's like, hang on, it's about How the, can you say it's the, about the same two things? Thing. Yeah, it's um, and, and that's that's the difference between having a bias and having an agenda. Yes, it's, that's, that's really the, the, the difference. A- but, absolutely. But moving moving on to this, I and I never I never ever thought I would say this. But I think, so I, th- I think, I think we need another general election, okay, to start off with. And, and I'm, I'm always saying stuff like we need another general election, we need another referendum. But mostly it's because I quite like the, the divisiveness. And, and, I, and I think... <laughs> Embrace it. <laughs> if, well, no, I think if people, if people realise that they don't want the other side in charge, then eventually they'll, they'll just live in peace. And it will be, you know what, I, we, why are we going back and forward between the left and the right every four years or whatever? Um, I don't like you. You don't like me. Let's just let's just agree live and to let live. live and let live, and I'll I'll run my life, you run your life. 
that's not what I'm on about now. I've never thought I'd ever say this, but I think we, I think we need to elect a Labour government. <laughs> I think we want a general election immediately. We need to elect Keith into, <laughs> into Keir Starmer into you know to be Prime Minister for for one reason and one reason only, and that's because the media will suddenly will change the way it has in America. Suddenly, and 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 that all all they need to do they just need to do one stupid policy that doesn't make any difference whatsoever. They just need to do it for like a number of weeks because, as we know, the, the temperatures are going to get a bit warmer. Um, deaths, cases, everything is going to go down as it does in the spring anyway. Even by their own faulty without measures. without without doing anything. Yeah, and even using their their, their, their faulty PCR test results, all, all of that. And the death counts because less and, people die in the summer. Sure. So what will happen is deaths and every 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 coronavirus metric will go down. So they just need to do something like, I don't know. You need to wear masks outside, and they can, they can, they can. You know, Keir Starmer can get in. He can do this ridiculous policy. He can have a maybe a slightly harsher lockdown for a couple of weeks. Make, what you're saying is it doesn't masks, matter what that is. No, it doesn't matter what it is. Make masks mandatory outside. After a few weeks, suddenly deaths will go down. The media will be, ah, oh, Keir Starmer has saved the day. The coronavirus is is is, is now gone. out of the window. We can now, you know, the 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 Tory government, Boris Johnson was had a whole year to sort this out, and he never did. Keir Starmer's done it in a, in a number of weeks. We can now begin to relax restrictions. And I think something similar like to that is going to happen in America. It wouldn't surprise me if, if Joe Biden, you know, announced some daft policy. Um, and right. anyway, there's, you know, the, 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 the death. Trying the, to try to claim. Well, I mean. Just as a way to claim victory. Yes. I, that's... And I think we need that in the UK because otherwise what's going to happen is the US media is going to change because now they've got a Democrat in charge and they can't afford to say that you know that, that, that Joe Biden is doing everything wrong the same way that they've you know that they've they've loved coronavirus because it's been a way to beat up Trump they can't do that anymore they need to start bigging up what can we do let's spin the results let's say that it's peaked let's say that you know we're, we're on the way out now um, what they really need is is for him to, to do make a, an, an actual change so it wouldn't surprise me if mask wearing was mandatory outside in America either or, or something stupid like that or something just a little bit harsher that I can say it's that. Trump didn't go far enough. Biden did. This is what made the difference. It has to be something, in both scenarios that you're talking about there, it has to be something that both Trump and Boris and or Boris didn't haven't do. Done, haven't done, yes. Yes. And look just a little bit further. Mandatory mask wearing outside, for example, or something, something ridiculous like that that we know isn't going to make a difference. Um, or could could feasibly make make stuff worse. That's a that's a that's a great theory, and and this was what I have been thinking about with with Biden. I was thinking about since the general election in America in um, in November, is is there the possibility that just because of the media, that Biden getting elected means that lockdown ends sooner? And you've put you've put a clear path now to how that might actually happen. There's a number of things that I find interesting there. Uh, so one of them is how tied, if at all, do you think the US and UK media are and the situations in general in the UK and the US are as opposed to any other countries when it comes to COVID policy and whether or not you think it's important that actually they almost act in some kind of lockstep. I think they have been acting in lockstep. That's have, why I and, asked. They, and they have been tied, but you've got to you've got to 
take into account that we've had a notional right-wing government in both America and the UK, so they can afford to be in lockstep together. We've got this ridiculous right-wing government in America with Trump. We've got another clown uh, in Britain with Boris Johnson. They're both doing the wrong thing. We've got Democrats, politicians in the US that want to go further. We've got Labour politicians in the UK that want to go further. And if only we listened to, to both of them, we'd be out of the lockdown further. We need a harder, harsher, lefter. more strict, lefter, <laughs> yeah, more communist um, lockdown. Um, and then if only, if only we'd have done that, we'd have got, we'd have got out of this thing a bit quicker. And I, I think that's an interesting factor that played over here. Had there been a Democrat in charge um, during this, would the media's reaction to to Boris in the UK have been different because if well let's let, let's spin it out Hillary Clinton won instead of Trump and she advocated for harsh harsh lockdown policies Boris does the same thing how do the media say one side is good and one side is bad that that's the that's the quandary I suppose isn't it well for, for, for one thing they don't care so they they they, they but there they is assume. more of a link nowadays people in the uk will read us stuff I've do, i don't really know i mean the, the, the us is always kind of talked about as being quite an insular country like the, the the people there don't know much about what's going on in the rest of the world so i don't really know how much of the uk press or uk media us citizens actually consume but i know that you know, more UK people will read US commentary. They they do, but they don't. They don't really think of how many how many how many articles do you read that just contradict an article in the same newspaper a, a week ago? Oh, they yeah. just they just oh, don't yeah. they just don't care. They just yeah. it's like it never happened. I think it'll yeah. be exactly the same thing. They'll just talk about like the US doesn't exist, and they could they could spin exactly the same policy in a completely different way. I mean, they they didn't like it when when Obama was president and. David Cameron was yes. in, and they, you know, they, they didn't like those two together. They, they you know, they, they, they could handle, they could handle someone like Blair um, and Bush, where it's the other way around, where we've got we've got the the, the, the notional left wing guy in charge, and there's the right, and he's just, you know, he we need to have the special relationship to America, so you know, they, they can kind of give him a certain amount of leeway. I know that I know they hate him now, but at the time. He was given a lot of leeway with the Iraq War. They can, they can do that, it. That's an odd one, though, isn't it? Don't you think? That, I mean, it's it's one of the more more recent major events, and um, there wasn't really much media against the war at all. The, no, gave, but, gave yeah. them a free pass, just like they're giving them a free pass now. Um, if anything, there were probably stories about how they, you know, should have gone in sooner or <laughs> or something or something like that. Okay. So that I just I wanted to explore that link. The other thing I want to talk about is, and and I, the easy answer is is well, of course they'll spin it the other way, but just explore it for a moment. If if Boris does what you just say, so they, there isn't a general election, and let's face it, there isn't going to be one. And at the right moment, like you just said there, because of the uh, of coming into spring and summer. All the metrics start going in a, in a downward direction. Boris announces something big and harsh and different. 
and then the government themselves claim, well, this was the this was the last push that we needed to get this under control. You've done it, people. We we've done it. You know, it, it's taken a whole year, but but we've done it and we've been able to we only needed you to do this just so we can get the vaccine out and yada 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 well, I, want to, I want to talk about that bit, the vaccine in a bit more detail in a bit but if they do that and all the metrics are going down okay so how can the media not other than other than other than i suppose the criticism that well they should have done this last month that's exactly it because he's been in charge he's been in charge for a year he's been in charge <laughs> since the beginning of the you know the you know the, the novel coronavirus um, with, I mean, it will be if, if Biden does it. So there are a couple of scenarios. If, if only you'd listen to Keith. So, well, one of the one of the one of the scenarios is that Biden does it first. Biden says mandatory masks everywhere, or whatever, whether policy A. Masks in your own home. You know, ma- masks outside. Let, let's say it's masks outside. Biden does it first. A week later, Boris Johnson follows suit, and then the cases cases go down. It will be. They well, can still say a left wingers idea. A, a, a left a left winger saved the day and influenced the UK. If Boris gets in there first, that's the slightly that's the slightly tricky one. Um, but Biden, you've got to take into account that Biden's only been in for a week, and and the story will be spun that Biden did this in two weeks. It took Boris Johnson a year. That's the difference between a left wing government and the right wing government. A right wing government dithers around and only when you know when at you know right at the end of the, uh, the you know at the end of the the year or whatever you know fannies around with lockdowns with tiered systems and all this kind of stuff. And, o- and only when a professional got in charge, you know, he's had Boris has had access to Trump. We've been talking to Trump, but only only when uh, a real president got in charge was he able to talk and agree on a coordinated response. There's all manner of ways you yeah, spin it. Yeah, professionalism, leftism, that doesn't matter, does it? But it, but it, but it will be it will be. It took Biden two weeks. It took Boris a year. That will be the story. Yeah. Why? Why didn't he do it sooner? You know, if we'd have had Keir Starmer in, then 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 then, then our, our Keir would have done this six months ago. Um, I I made some bold claims um, uh, a few months ago, specifically when a division did finally appear, a real political division. What well, well, it seemed like one at the time, um, a, f- a few months ago, where there was a split between the policies of of Boris and Keith. And because they really haven't been other than, well, can you do that a bit earlier? Can you do that a bit more? Can you do that a bit better? That, that, that's all it was. It was, we, we agree with everything you're doing. Can you just do it now rather than next week? And there was, there was a, a, a more clear split. I I got really excited at that point. Yeah, but if I remember correctly, it wasn't that, it wasn't that Keir Starmer was advocating friendly and good. He just wanted no, no, to no, still no. it far worse. Oh, not at all. But, but it wasn't but, good opposition. But if politics got back to normal, then I felt that that meant that things would get back to normal. And I went, I went into detail in, in, in the podcast where we talked about that. Now, it didn't happen. <laughs> but, but also, uh, and again, I've, I've not been particularly on the media at all in this last, in this last month, kind of from Christmas onwards. But, <clears throat> but even run up to that, I've not been particularly aware of Labour or Starmer in any way being influential in the media. Speaking of a lack of influence, what happened to the Lib Dems? Oh God, I've, the Lib who? Yes. I've, I've, I've almost forgotten that they've ever existed. 
nothing. I, absolutely I'm going to ask you a question here. I don't, no, I don't is, know who leader is. Is it Ed Davey? Oh, I don't know. It could be. Brilliant. I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I I think it's Ed Davey, but I can't really remember when the elect the leadership election was. <laughs> Complete irrelevance. Right, but you see, don't you feel the same way basically about MPs in general? MPs, the House of Commons, is an utter irrelevance. You know, it's not just the Lib Dems, it's any person that is not a member of the government. So I include the whole backbench of the Conservative Party. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't... I, it's government by fiat. I'm, I'm struggling to think of any opposition to what we're doing at all. And I think... Is it... McVeigh? Sir Desmond Swain. Esther McVeigh? Yeah, she, she's the only one I can think of who's actually said... You know what? This we need to we need to end restrictions now. We need to we need to calm down on this. We can't do this. This is destroying businesses. It's destroying the economy. Um, yeah. You know, she's not going as far as you or I would, of course. Yeah. But she's the only one who's actually come out and say, you know, or the only one I can think of that's coming out and saying, no, no, you, Boris, you absolutely. There's a can't. long list of disappointments. Yeah, sure. A very very long list. Can I just can I just take a moment to and and I'm sorry, this is getting going to get a bit a bit morose, but can I just get a? I just want to acknowledge how bad the government has been to not aim for herd immunity by the winter because oh. it is it, yeah. i mean it wasn't it wasn't it enough to decant tens of thousands of elderly people from nhs hospitals into care homes and to infect taking covid fit, with them. fit and healthy oh yeah not not completely healthy but for their age you know for, for their age you know elderly people and just you know wiping them out something like i think it was half the in 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 the middle of the year, half of the deaths in Scotland were in care homes. Something like a third in the UK. You know, it was tens of thousands. In, of people. in England or the UK? In England, sorry, in England, in England. In England, in England, it was a third. In Scotland, it was half. Um, you know, tens of thousands of elderly people died absolutely unnecessarily, and they, they might not have lasted forever. You know, they might, might have only lasted a couple of years, but it's 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 still yeah. absolutely shocking. And that's one of the reasons for the big spike. That we had in yes. April, it was yes. an artificial spike. It totally. was, you know, it, we could have we could have avoided that, uh, you know, completely. Or, you know, Those deaths would have been spread out over a longer period of time. Sure, p probably years. You know, yeah. Um, as if that wasn't bad enough, they with their with their ridiculous policies and trying to keep everyone. You know, I mean, I, I'm I'm not one of these I'm not one of these people who thinks that lockdowns, um, you know, don't work at all. I, I acknowledge that if, people, if, if the majority of the country is staying in for a lot longer than they, they, they would have done otherwise and they're just not meeting enough people, it will probably make a bit of a difference. Um, and, but because of that, they've now prolonged this. If, if, they'd have, if they'd have let everyone who was fit and healthy, and I'm not talking about elderly people and, and vulnerable people and people who need to shield, of course I've got to be careful, but if they'd have let everybody go out and catch it in the summer and then build up immunity to it, we could have got herd immunity you know, maybe not by the summer, but certainly by the winter. In which case, when it gets really cold and flu season gets around, you know, the people who were shielding perhaps don't have to shield as much anymore because it's just not going to get passed around. From, from an immunological point of view, we should have we should have allowed the fit and healthy people to get immunity. And then once they get immunity, it can no longer I can no longer use me as a node. I can't pass it on. I can't catch it. I, it's Re rewind to what was it a week before lockdown when 
when it when it was just those people who should stay indoors for 10 or 12 weeks i think it was it was that kind of shielding uh thing wasn't it but you or i were going to be allowed to get on and do everyday normal things it was it was going to be it was it was effectively going to be the kind of um focused protection that is advocated by um the great barrington declaration and yes if if we had all then got it so i'm not even advocating summer i'm I'm talking about you know then if we go right back then and had just followed that policy whereas the lock you know in quotes lockdown had only affected people whether it's over a certain age or in a you know in a, in a certain risk category um then by now you're absolutely right by now uh there would be far less chance of being able to pass it on to any of those people because everyone would have already had it this i'm afraid gets me into the the sinister territory well yeah i start getting angry because it's it's almost I, I i would like to think that they're just stupid but i i, I don't think they are I there's that that argument for me only can only ever go so far. Now, how many that it's the cock up versus conspiracy thing, isn't it? How many consecutive obvious cock ups can you make before you turn around and go, hang on a minute, seriously? There's a there's a there's a fool me once, <laughs> shame on you, <laughs> kind of kind of moment, isn't there? And if you compare where we were in the summer I mean I was even saying early on it's like all Boris needs to do now is declare victory say we saved the NHS politically um, you know politically it's amazing uh, you know we'd, we'd tag tag the Conservative Party for the next generation at least as having saved the NHS look at these hospitals we built and you know we got the virus under control they could have literally done that in April but they didn't Going further than that, what I think you're kind of saying is, or the observation is, it's like they've deliberately dragged it to the following winter because they know, because it's obvious that this is going to be a seasonal virus because that's what um, uh, respiratory viruses tend to be. You don't get many colds in the summer. You don't get many people getting flu in the summer. I mean, it's just, it's just the way it is. So this, this was always going to be a virus that joined that pack. And it's like they did everything they could to get us from the kids going back to school in September through to now. It's like, just drag it on. Because well, we need, we need, it is imperative we have our second wave. And in fact, it's imperative that it's worse than the first. Well, I, th- I think, yeah, and I think I mentioned it before in that it's, it's all around things like the you know they were talking about having the um, uh, giving people only half a dose of the vaccine um, and, and just sort of spreading it spreading it around um, so that you know they can the more people can get it but you know half a dose of the vaccine is, is absolutely useless but they don't want herd immunity they want herd conformity they want Nick that is loads that's the that's the that's going to be that should do for both of us. Okay, oh, so Christ, I forgot. Nick is Nick is pouring the whiskey, but this is the the podcast scotch that Lord Biddable of Wonk sent us, and it's about sixty odd percent. I've completely forgotten about that. Uh, let me let me tip just, that just, into just, my glass. Yeah, just you just that just, back. just pour that. Into you you filled that to the absolute brim. Yeah, that's the way you fill a hip flask. Um, yeah, they don't they don't want herd immunity. They want herd compliance, and they're willing to 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 let 
potentially tens of thousands of elderly people die this winter. Um, there you go. To, to get it. And it's just, it's awful. It's absolutely awful. Hold that thought. So I just wanted to acknowledge that. Oh, no, totally. Yeah, you're going to probably need a little dash of... Sure, just pour a little bit of... Thank you. A little dash of water. Normally, I have my scotch neat, but as you quite rightly say, when it's cask strength stuff, then it's... Uh, well, this is always beyond cast strength. You know, cast strength, you tend to think of 45 to 50%. This is like 62, 63. It's lovely, though, isn't it? With the water, yeah. Very, very nice. Mm. Very, very nice. Cheers. Cheers. Your health, sir. Yeah, your good health. Um, vaccines. Okay. Or have you got more to say on that? Um, no, we can we can talk a little bit more about vaccines if you want. I've got some, I've, I have more to say, but if you want to... Go. I've, got, I've got stuff to say as well. Um just on vaccines for a moment, because you mentioned they're the whole one dose, uh, one dose thing, and there's reports that they're, well, they were supposed to have been a certain number of weeks apart, and they've lengthened it, haven't they, in order to try and get lots of people with one dose to somehow give some level of protection. It's like they've gone, do I want this many people with a high percentage of protection? or a greater number of people with a lower percentage of, of protection. And to me, that just that just smacks of Ferguson. That's the first thing I want, I want to say. I think he's been tapping it away at his computer model and has fed in, you know, oh, well, if you have 30% protection with one dose and this many people get, get the vaccine compared to 80% protection or 90% protection with over this period of time with a small number of people. Like that, to me, that just smacks of good old doctor lockdown, Professor yeah, see, lockdown. I, I, I think it's more sinister than that. I think, I think one... You don't thing, think he's sinister enough? No, I think, I think, he's, I think he's basically an idiot. Um, and, and I don't like it when people describe him as a computer model. When they describe him as a physicist, I can just about grant that, because that's what he studied. He is no computer model. He's no computer model that I would recognise. No, no, not at all. Um, I, think, I think it's more sinister than that. I think... Um, I think one they just want to they want to get people reliant on the state and if they can if they if they want people if they can get people so that they they they, they are cr clamoring for a, an injection then then great if we can inject a certain number of people that's that's fine also ah, so in fact it's it's a way of getting the numbers higher to any number you want to count in this case vaccines we have delivered this many vaccine doses so to get that number as high as possible you give everyone one yeah, and I also think they want to. to well, they want you to get used to this kind of thing. They want people yeah. used to being vaccinated. So it's like we, we, we let's, let's 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 try and let's try and encourage everyone at all to get that. And also, um, I think because it will only work a, a, a tiny bit if you only have you know half a dose. They can say you still need to wear a mask. You still need to social distance. You still need to do. You still need to lock down. You still need to do it, all it those things. It drags that out for longer. Yeah, which is completely counter to what. The, you know, the argument for having more people have it. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's 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 contradictory. I wanna I want to just revisit the what what you know about any of the vaccines. Oh, this isn't this isn't a test, but when they were starting to talk about vaccines in a more serious way, obviously they've been talking about vaccines since even before lockdown. You know, or we're going to need a vaccine, or well, you know, maybe in eighteen months. And, like, and most people are going. It takes ten years to make a vaccine. What are you talking about? Well, there still isn't a vaccine. Seventy years later, for SARS-CoV-1. 
Yeah, but do you remember? Do you remember Trump saying we're going to have a vaccine by the end of the year, and he and everyone laughed at him saying, "This is how much lunacy." This is how much of an idiot Trump is, and that you know the the, the media was silent when it actually came out. Yeah. But have you been aware of either the? I'm going to use the term specification. I'm not quite in the right word, but the aims of the vaccine, or what the what the vaccine is is going to do in terms of its effects and stuff. You, you've been aware of this for several months, I assume, from when it became a realistic prospect that actually these things were going to happen. You know, proper human trials and all of that. I'm I'm talking here about you know the fact that. There's, there's there's nothing about them stopping any death. And they're only getting tested on people in the low-risk categories. Sure. And it doesn't um, stop transmissibility. Yeah, it, 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 doesn't stop trans, it doesn't stop you getting it or passing it on. Yeah. Um, it's at, at absolute best, then it's still nowhere near as good. It provides as good a protection as, as your own it. immune system. Um, no, no, your own immune system, regardless of, 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 of when you become immune afterwards... I mean, before you actually, before you've ever got it, yes. Um, you know, your immune system will provide more protection than, than any any vaccine ever will. Yes. So you're aware of all, all, all of that stuff, and then obviously you've got the general. You know, we've had these conversations with people online. Uh, the, the general concept of what eighty percent and ninety percent effective means, and and things like that. But the the idea that they don't stop transmissibility um, has been known about for for months, and yet. Vaccine will save us. Vaccine will save us. Vaccine will save us. Has been a narrative. Would you Would you agree? It's It's yes. And and to be honest, it's been almost more disappointing with some of the neoliberals who are now saying, "I oh, you know I wasn't for the lockdown the first time around, but I am now because now where there's an end in sight, we have a vaccine. Let's lock down until everyone's got the vaccine. Sure. Yeah. I've, I, seen, a, I've seen a lot of that. Oh, they're, they're un- undoubtedly and unforgivable. I think, Unforgivable. There are, there are certain game-changing events. I think uh, the introduction of masks in, in 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 shops and places like that was was a serious change of policy last year. I think that it's not been a particular announcement, but the the the, the vaccine now being here and being rolled out is a, is another one of those those markers, those milestones that has. What I mean by that is, it, it a, a lot of people have suddenly changed their perception of of what's going on or their behaviour as a result of it. So I know lots of people who weren't scared, and then when the mask uh, diktat came came out, got scared again. And it's like, well, it must be worse than I thought because now we're all wearing masks. And now the kind of opposite has happened, which is well, now there's a vaccine. Now we've got hope again. Now we're all together and, you know, blitz spirit and, and all that kind of gun. We just need to, need to get through this. And and as a result, lots of lots of people turning against lockdown scepticism in a major, major, major way. But, and this is the question I always come, come back to now with, with anyone, and it's when the vaccine isn't the saviour, what, what will you do then? What will you say then? What will you think then? Will you revisit some of the things that people like us have been saying when the vaccine doesn't solve anything, and this is the dark place I now want to, I now want to take this, is, is are these questions of what happens next? I want, to, I want to preface it with, nothing would please me more, if, that everything gets unwound, 
or even if 50%, any amount of unwinding of this nonsense. Or if the, va- the vaccine works. If the vaccine, you know, if, if it's the safe, vaccine 100%, yes. no side effects, etc., etc. Fantastic. It, it, exactly. If, if the vaccine is the route out of this, then great. If, as some are saying, by the summer, it's as good as over as we can get, and, you know, we can talk about the the inherent damage done to people, businesses, society, culture, <laughs> whatever. That, that's, that's different. That's the long-term after effects. But if we can get out of it, then nothing will please me more. But that's not the same as advocating these policies because I don't think, for, for one thing, I just I just don't see it happening. Now, I know I'm fairly black-pilled <laughs> on, on this whole topic, but the goalposts have moved so many times that I, I I just can't take anything seriously that's said. You know, we were supposed to lock down, I mean, even ignoring three weeks March, to flatten the curve. I mean, three weeks to flatten the curve is my favourite phrase of all. Could you try again? Was that your phone? That was Siri. I'm not sure I understand. Goodbye, Siri. Shut Sorry. Up. Shut up, Siri. <laughs> uh, three weeks to flatten the curve is one of my favourite phrases in all this. And the thing, the best thing about it is, it gets better with age. <laughs> three in three years, we yeah. can say three weeks to flatten the curve. We're now eleven months in, or whatever, to three weeks flatten the curve. It, exactly, but ignoring, you know, in quotes, the first lockdown. And I know, I know, I always say it, but the lockdown, the first lockdown, never ended. The, yeah, there were restrictions in place that have never been lifted at all. There are businesses that have not been able to trade since before the twenty third of March. Well, until until you can go to until you can go to a pub. Or a football match, or meet seven or more people. Lockdown hasn't ended. Yeah, you know, it, it's, exactly. there's always been limits to the number of people, to what you can do on. Yeah, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. It, it but nightclubs, nightclubs, yeah, not sure. open since in the entire time. At least pubs yeah. got opened again. You know, at least restaurants got opened again. Nightclubs didn't. So there's there's, there's plenty of things like that. Um, the November lockdown was to save Christmas. Cancelling Christmas was to save. January. Um, don't have a big Christmas. Have a big Easter. Easter's about to be effectively effectively cancelled. Okay, right, did, let, let's, right, around around this. My bloody birthday. Okay, so we had the first lockdown just before my birthday at the end of March. And, it, and it's birthday season for our, my, certainly my my joint family with my my, my sure. wife. Proper birthday season. But I I I'm gonna have I'm gonna have another birthday under lockdown again. Mm. Yep, I'm gonna have lost, you know, two, two, two birthdays. I have my fortieth. wasn't I mean, wasn't so able to celebrate that. This is a, this is a bit of a tangent for you. It, basically, I mean, it, it hasn't been it hasn't been terrible for you or I comparatively compared to lots of other people. You know, we we of course we are we're fortunate enough to be a, a little bit older, so we've got you know we've got kind of reasonable houses, families. We're at the right uh, stage of our life in that respect. Sure, yeah. um, you know, so if you're if you're if you're like a Imagine you're like a single mum living in a flat yeah. with two with two kids in the garden. You know these, these people. It's going to be terrible. So you and I are in, a, in in that time of our lives, where privileged. It, it, yeah, it doesn't affect us as much. Nevertheless, it's not been great. There are what sixty six million people in the UK. Yeah, roughly. Um, we've we've basically we've basically lost a year of our lives to this. So that's kind of sixty six million. And it makes and it means more. I always come back to the old and the young. Okay, because that year for the old is. You know, a, a serious portion of their of their final days 
In fact, well, so it's, it's 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 very very bad for the old because it could be their final year. It's very very bad for the young it's because so it's formative. because it's you know if you're a year in your life when you're six, is you know it's, it's a sixth of your life. Yeah, sure. Whereas for us, it's and not. it's and it's developmental years. That's the important thing for me. But the aside, loss of aside from aside from all that, we we have lost effectively sixty six million years. <laughs> I've not thought about it like because that of, because of because of the lockdown policies. How many? How many are we going to save? Wow. How, how many is lockdown going to have saved? Is it sixty six wow. million? Wow, that's a really interesting point because obviously people like Lord Sumption have got into trouble for using the uh, the the quali metric. You aware of you aware of this? Yes. Yeah. The uh, uh, is it. I don't even know what it stands for specific quality adjusted life years, I think. Something like that. Yeah. Something, something like that, because it takes into account the quality of life that someone will have for, for the for the year that they're alive. Um, and so uh, a, a, a quality for, for us is different from a quality of someone in the same physical state as us, but 80. Um, but then you give them a disease as well, it reduces it again, etc. But uh, the idea that actually you can simplify that metric way more than that. And that is anyone who has been alive and stayed alive between March and now, or March and the, the, the coming March, because we'll be in lockdowns until then at least. That's 66 million lives, life years, sure. that have been, if not lost, ruined. That's a sobering. That's, exa that's exactly the point I'm making. So how many, how many, you know, how many we we have saved because of that? Bearing bearing in mind that the average uh, age of someone who's died of coronavirus is something like 83. So is, it, is it that high now? I knew it was over 81, but okay, yeah. yeah I last time, last time I checked, it was 83. Uh, let's say it's 81. I'm, I'm fine. Yes. I'm, I'm yeah, fine yeah, yeah. In the 80s, yeah. Um, yeah. You know how how many you know how long are these 80 year olds going to live for that to be, How many 80 year olds are there, and how long are they going to live to make it worthwhile? That we're actually going to save 66, 66 million. million years by doing this. <laughs> I don't think that's feasible. <laughs> I think I, th I think I know, I know it's an I think you're right. education, but no. Yes. Well, anyway, let me get back to um, this the the shifting of goalposts. Sure. Okay. So uh, this is another for me once. Uh, area how how have people possibly not been able to keep track and therefore go wait a minute with all of the constant goalposts shifting how long have you been a libertarian not long enough yeah have you not worked out that people are stupid yeah it's just depressing it is it's really depressing but it's it happens to really intelligent people oh well, yeah almost i mean so this is it's almost it's almost as if it's easier for intelligent people. To it's not a measure can, of it because yes. yeah, yeah, because it's so so. It's it's really intelligent people can often cope with the level of cognitive dissonance that's required. You don't, get you get some really clever socialists. Yes, don't. Yeah, don't com, you com, think, compartmentalizing stuff takes quite a bit of brain power. Don't you think that cognitive dissonance, which is was not an everyday term. It applies so much more to this last year of our lives than in any other year previous. There are there are too many examples of it now, aren't there? And I th I think this might be a bold claim. I don't know, but it feels like the divergence between certain facts, if you like, are so large now. 
in terms of the, the the thoughts that people have to try and maintain that are completely incompatible at the same time in their head. It's the previous examples of cognitive dissonance aren't aren't as good as the ones we have today, right. where there's so there's such a vast difference between. These I don't. Things. It's got to the point where I don't feel that I need to explain the term cognitive dissonance when we mention it on a podcast. Whereas a couple of years ago, I would have given an example of the fox and the sour grapes and I would have yeah. had to explain it. Yeah. I don't think I need to do that anymore because no. everybody knows what it is. No, but Certainly our listeners know what but it is. The, uh, absolutely. Uh, the, the idea that, and I've said this before, the, there are various... Um, COVID, I want to say COVID deniers, that's what they call us. Lockdown sceptics, what, whatever, um, are are accused of peddling myth yeah but you know the the absolute biggest myths and again this concept of oh that's just a conspiracy theory it's like well asymptomatic transmission has is has basically not been not been proven yeah there, there is no strong evidence yeah in, in fact to show I'd, that I'd it go, is meaningful in I'd, any I'd sense i'd go beyond that it's almost i'd almost say particularly with that chinese study where they studied something like 10 million Yes. cases of it it's been proven that it doesn't exist yes yeah well it, it was even it was 10 million wasn't it 10 million? even yes it was even to give even to just give a little 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 fig leaf to the other side there let's say that it happens in five percent of of cases five yeah? percent of asymptomatic cases five five percent of transmission is from an asymptomatic person right that's tiny yeah that, that that means you don't and can't and shouldn't do anything about it, basically. Yeah. In the same way, oh, here's a good analogy. In the same way that if you've got if you've had a vaccine that's ninety percent, ninety five percent effective, then you're probably going to a ninety five percent. Don't need to worry about the last five. Yes. I see. I I would, although I'm kind of aware that I'm probably ninety nine percent, or probably ninety nine point nine percent immune anyway because of my own immune system. Hundred percent. I, yeah, I, I was. <laughs> you never know, do you? <laughs> but I'm pretty sure. Right. I'm pretty sure I'm 100. percent But there's people who are, again, because it because it's only 90 percent efficient or whatever, or best 90 percent efficient. They can say, yeah, but that 10 percent, you need to wear a mask. You need to social distance. Well, I'll come to, to that. that again, I'll, so I'll, I'll come to that. But the, these these myths, what I what I don't, and I, I'm just basically uh, expanding on your cognitive dissonance point, which is that um, the, the, there are these crazy myths that are that are ex accepted they're, they're they're part of they're, they're part of hegemony now asymptomatic asymptomatic transmission is one of them pre-symptomatic pre as well yeah don't forget that. um masks masks working and not causing any harm whatsoever is is another getting it again okay that that one's an absolute doozy, isn't it? You know, it's, oh, you might, you might get it again. Right, I like using chickenpox as a good example for a number of reasons, okay. Chickenpox, can you get it again? No. Yeah, but you can. But does it matter? No. There is a chance that you will get chickenpox again in your life. Is it statistically significant? No, it's not. I mean, yeah, it's it's one of it's one of those things. It's a that, great example. It's yeah. So it's I guess I mean any immunity to all intents and purposes, you are you are your immunity lasts for life. The reason I like talking about chickenpox in this example 
is because of the difference between uh, the UK and US stance uh, on on chickenpox. You and I have had chickenpox. We didn't have a chickenpox vaccine. If we lived in the States, we'd have had a chickenpox vaccine. They think we're nuts. Now, there, there is a different culture in the US. They're, they're, they love their drugs. They love their cures. Yeah, uh, the, the private sector over there is, 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 is different from over here in terms of the pharmaceutical industry and, and peddling this stuff. It's wall-to-wall adverts for, for drugs and cures. They all get vaccinated because they don't see why anyone would want to get chickenpox. <laughs> Whereas in this country, it is a given that chickenpox parties. As soon as one kid gets it, everyone brings their, their kids around, everyone gets yeah. chickenpox, gets yeah. it out of the way, get it out of the system. It's part and of our culture. As near as makes no difference, once you get it, you've got immunity for life. Yeah. You know, very, very, very few people. Same as SARS-CoV-2. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't, I can't. I remember them looking. There's at... been like three recorded cases in the world, and let's face it, that probably means that they got it wrong the first time. Well, yeah, it's, or, it's... or it's flu this time, or something like that. And, and they've been they've purposefully been checking people who survived SARS-CoV-1. Um, well, they've been get they've they've had a, a a huge amount of immunity to SARS-CoV-2. Sure, but they've still got immunity to SARS-CoV-1 as well. They've, they've Seventeen been, or eighteen years that. later, it's, it's, yeah, it's two thousand three, wasn't it? So it's, it's seventeen years. Just going back to vaccines, did you see the Evening Standard headline? No. This is awful. This, when was this? A few days ago. Uh, last week. Vaccinated Brits told not to hug kids amid fears millions will ignore COVID rules once they have the jab. Who's been, who's, what's, what kind of person has not been hugging their kids for the last year? That's what I want to know. Oh, you think that's literally targeted at parents of their own children? And yeah. the assumption is that they shouldn't have been hugging their kids for the last year yes bloody hell i, t- I told you it's awful that, that just, it's, that's why i think it's starting to be a bit, a bit more sinister so so now or start starting to be a bit more okay, sinister. Yeah. um <laughs> i mean that's been a long preamble for talking about what happens next but i think just think it's important to get that context and get and get the stuff that's been happening and the people who've been saying the, va- the people have been believing the idea that the vaccine was safe, even though, even though you and I have been looking and going, I don't think on your own terms the vaccine will save you because it's not you know not close enough to one hundred percent, doesn't fix transmissibility, doesn't stop you getting it, etc. 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 So like, from the moment I knew about those standards of these vaccines, and. <laughs> And obviously the uh, uh, the get out of jail free card of uh, um, I, I can't remember what the term is, but, but it, no, it basically they're indemnified, are they? The pharmaceutical companies, sure, uh, against you know death and disease and whatever else. You know, we'll waive all of that stuff. We'll we'll be libertarian on the rules when it comes to this experimental new vaccine. I, I, I don't think that's libertarian. <laughs> Libertarians are all about contracts, and, and you know you can. You... I'm. I'm I'm parodying in a yeah. in a fashion there, they're, but they're willing to relax the rules. Is what I is what I mean. Well, my favourite thing with people saying that because uh, obviously some people have been quite understandably worried about side effects for, for these viruses. You know, some side effects for, only, for the vaccine for the vaccine. Some people only you know some side effects are only experienced by people in one in one hundred fifty thousand people, for example, one yep. in two hundred thousand. So. If they've only tested, you know, when the vaccines came out and they tested them against, say, 30,000, 30, 40,000 people. They might not have found one. Some of these side effects are not going to be found. 
and then you got people people who are pro vaccine saying oh yeah but you've got you've got more of a chance of being you know you hit by a car on the way to getting the vaccine than you have getting a side effect I'm like that's not the slam dunk you think it is because you've got more God. of a chance of being hit by a car than you have of dying of covid anyway so why bother yes Oh, if anyone wants to start throwing around if stats you, like getting sh- struck by lightning, sure, I'm then, there for you. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to get into this kind of stats-based argument, well, I'm there. okay, I don't know. There's not enough information, in fact, yet uh, to make this claim, but I think it could be realistic that there are more deaths from the merely the allergic reactions to the vaccine than there would be lives saved in this in this period of time just the allergic reactions let alone the fact that one thing i have read there was a uh there was a care home in the states that has so far up until this point (laughs) zero covid deaths okay they managed to get right the way through from march clearly their policies haven't been that bad okay well there, there was one it's the same one i'm thinking of they they wanted. They were. They were getting pressured to take people from hospitals. Um, to in the US. Them. Yeah, in the US, and they said no. Right. I don't, Maybe I don't, that's it. I don't care. Maybe we are it. not taking anyone because we're protecting our own members. They started vaccinating their residents two weeks ago, and and they've now had um, a load of deaths. Jeez. And I want to give you a piece of anecdotal information here, uh, and and it is it is. It's this is the lived, lived experience. experience <laughs> they call it these days, Nick. Yeah, uh, but look, I'm not I'm not trying to scare monger anyone here, um, but uh, I know someone who uh, is about seventy, who has had their first dose of the vaccine, and who was laid up in bed for twenty four hours, and uh, and to put that in context, they missed. They effectively missed a funeral of a close relative to do that. Slightly more complicated than that, but that that's effectively what what happened. So they that that's flu territory, isn't it? The whole you know you you know you got flu because if someone sticks a twenty pound note on the on your on your, on your front garden, you won't go and get it. Yeah, <laughs> that that's I, I always like that as a, as a measure. It's like literally I'm in bed, and no, nothing's getting me out of here. So that, that's a reaction, that is a plausible reaction to having the vaccine. Now, that's also a plausible reaction to having the virus. So what was the difference? One thing I want to say further to that is... Well, the difference is if you get the virus, you get immune afterwards. More immune than you will from this vaccine, yes. certainly. Um, that effect that that person had at age 70 and thankfully this person is now is now okay I, you know, they, they have recovered from that that reaction will have I think it's fair to now make the statement that reaction will have killed some people in their 80s and 90s that have now had the vaccine because they won't have been able to cope with getting that ill for 24 hours would you say that's that's fair? Yeah, I haven't. I, I think I haven't seen it. I haven't heard any. There have been vaccine deaths. Right. Okay. I've seen. I've seen some pretty horrific side effects. I um, mean, look. If you can count, if you can count any death 
after a test from COVID, after, within 28 days, well, and yeah, you get hit by a bus. If someone gets hit by a car after having the vaccine, yeah. we should blame the vaccine. Yeah. To be on a level, level playing field. To be on a level playing field, yeah. Would you like to hear, would you like to hear about my, my new two-tier system? My new proposal? You've come up with your own tiering system. I have. Okay. You'll, you might you might like this. It's a bit silly. It's, okay, so this is just for, for context. This is not what I'm actually advocating. Okay. <laughs> Caveat but, <laughs> but this is a, this is a this is a, this would be a step in the right direction. Okay, this is something that they could do that, that would make an improvement. Okay, so it, it obviously doesn't go anywhere near as far as. as okay. Well, I've already got something that helps me jump onto for later. So good. Okay. So, the the tiers. Um, the top tier. And this is this is so this is around people in this top tier, okay? People like you and I, who have private healthcare. Okay. Okay. Right. We're, we're we're the top tier. The other tier, the bottom tier, standard tier, um, cattle tier, if you will, <laughs> are, are people who uh, need to use the NHS. Okay. Okay. You and I. Oh right. So you haven't. You're not. You're not saying people have to now be in these tiers. This is just naturally based on the situations they're in well there so are people who have got health insurance and there are people who haven't sure so cast your mind back to a year ago three weeks to save the nhs yeah you and i are not going to affect the nhs so they should now relax restrictions for everybody who has private health care right and i'm just going to, i'm going to carry on with this okay so I'll, yeah. I'll explain my reasons for this this is, this is not just i want to relax the restrictions for me and, and i'm all right jack it does sound right. a bit like that <laughs> i mean there, there might be a tiny bit of that in there but so you and I, with that, with and everybody with private healthcare, we're not going to be, you know, a burden on the NHS. We're not going to be a burden on the NHS at all. So we should be able to, uh, you know, to go out and, and and hug our kids and not have to social distance, not have to wear a mask because I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to burden the NHS. What what will happen as a result of this is that more people will decide to go on private healthcare and private health insurance. The NHS remit will go down, so the number of people that the NHS has to treat will go down. People who are under the NHS anyway, they're not, they're not going to be any worse off there because they, they have to wear masks as it is anyway, so they're not going to be any worse condition. In fact, the NHS could the NHS treatment could potentially get better for them because the NHS remit is going to go down. So I think this is I think this is a win-win. It's an absolute win-win. There's no reason. There's no reason at all why they, they shouldn't do this ridiculous scheme that I've just come up with ten minutes ago. Uh, Right, can I can I can I carefully can you destroy your 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 idea? Now? No, no, this is this is an interesting one um, because there, as I say, there's there's a couple of places I want to jump off to from this. Right, first of all, they they comedy the this. I, I wanted to say your precious NHS, but that was getting ever so personal. <laughs> the our glorious NHS commandeered all the private hospitals. By government fiat, because they didn't think they were going to be able to cope. Well, they should give them back as part of this policy for a start. Accepted, a accepted. Um, I want I want to pick you up on the idea that because what we're talking about here is you and I do pay for well, our fair share of the NHS. Yeah, that's the thing. So the the obviously obviously old wanted to go further, but currently under that ridiculous proposal. Everyone who pays for private healthcare would still be paying into the NHS. So the NHS, and wouldn't... you think fear would do it? You think that the um, fear of being treated badly by the NHS would would tip people over to 
well, and the prospect of being free. The, the prospect of being free. Right. Would would we make people go? Hmm. I can afford twenty pound a month. Sure. That's exactly, to be free. That's exactly. It. And 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 so the the, the positive is twenty pound a month to be free is a fantastic policy. The the the, 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 the kind of the twofold policy there is that you can pay your twenty pounds a month, get health insurance, and be and be free. And also, the people under the under the NHS would you know could potentially get slightly better services as well because right. okay they're they're not going to get any less money, but their remit's going to go down. So they'll be treating less people. That's where I want to pick you up on. This. Okay, yeah, okay, I'm fine, I'm fine with that. Because I don't think the remit of the NHS has changed at all. I think you're just treating less people. Correct. That's not like so. I know I'm, I might be splitting hairs here. I don't think, Maybe I don't think that's isn't remit. The right, isn't the right word. Okay. The number of people they're treating is you will be drastically reduced and you, reduced and reduced and reduced. You, you actually think that the NHS will get better if it has more money per person? I is that what you 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 think is a plausible outcome? It's not more money per person because that would imply that just well, giving yes, it, it is. No, 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 no. They no. will have more money to spend per person. They will, but that's 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 not the same thing as why I am telling you that it's going to get better. Okay, can they'll I, have can, less patience. Is can, what you're saying? Yeah. Can I can I explain why? Yeah. Okay. So if it's if it was just more money per person, that would just imply that we could just kind of keep giving it bucket loads of money and it and it, and it would get better. I the reason that I think good spot. The reason that I think it, it will potentially get better, and this is not, this is not a fantastic leap, but I think there there will be some positives, in because of the reduced number of patients, things like waiting lists will go down. So waiting lists will with the same number, same number of doctors, same number of same same amount of money, waiting lists should go down. The amount of time that you get to spend with your GP should increase because they're not as overloaded so it's that kind of you difference. are you are still the making... treatment that you're getting may not get any better but you'll get treated badly faster <laughs> what a tagline what am i selling it to <laughs> can you see what i'm saying there the wait, waiting list should reduce in theory i can i can see what you're getting at and in fact um waiting lists have reduced for certain things. It is now possible to get... Not last year. It's now possible to get an appointment for certain things that would have taken weeks or months because nobody wants to go to a hospital. Okay? So, it's in a way, it's for, happened. Yeah, for, for, for some things. Although some things, if you want to go to hospital for, they're just putting you off and you're not allowed to go. Totally. And I want to be very clear that I think the idea that people are not you know that the fact right now that the the number of people who should be getting cancer diagnoses let alone treatment is 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 down in any way shape or form is is horrific is barbaric is is morally wrong um that 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 aside you are you are assuming that the people who work in the NHS who how far do you go here? I, I don't want to tar every single one of them with the same the same brush, but we all know they haven't actually had that much to do in 2020. There there've been a there've been a couple of spikes that they've been able to cope with. I mean the the number of ICU beds got didn't get very high in it didn't, didn't go over 100 percent in in March and April, and let alone they built they built this capacity they didn't even use. Yeah. They were making TikTok videos. Okay, I think we know what happens when the NHS staff are given more time, and that is they will do less. 
the idea that any public sector institution will get, will deliver a faster service to to anyone if they're if they're just given less customers. I I I just I just think is I just think it's not going to happen. I don't think it will be proportional. Maybe to it's this. uniquely. To be honest, maybe it's uniquely the NHS. I can kind of just about buy into the idea that if no one applies for a passport, I'll get my passport quicker. I, I can I can just about but you just don't, about you don't buy think, into you don't that. think if nobody goes for cancer treatment, you'll get your cancer treatment any quicker? No, because it's the NHS, and I might be I might be massively biased here. I don't think they are that evil. I don't think the doctors. Are no, the I don't think it's evil. I think the oncologists th- are going to be that I evil. Think I think they're that bad. No, but they're not going to say. So let, let's say there's a waiting list of three weeks. With under the current, you know, for, for, for X, for, for treatment X, there's a waiting, hang on, there's a waiting list of, of three weeks. And suddenly... Right now with the current COVID everything. Yeah. Yes. Right now. And then, but suddenly, the uh, half of these people in the waiting list sod off and get private health care. Do you not think the waiting list will reduce? Or do you think, do you think, I think they're just going to sit and think, hang on, we can make 10 more TikTok videos. We don't need to treat these people of cancer. <laughs> A, yes. <laughs> Seriously, you think they'd rather make TikTok videos and treat people with cancer? I'm, I'm being, I'm being serious here. I'm being serious here. I think that's that. There's evidence that that's already happened. They could have been treating people with cancer. Fact. Yeah. Throughout 2020, this the, the summertime when no one was getting ill, they didn't treat anyone for cancer. That, that, that's a, that's a that's a a, a broad. I mean, I I'm generalising. A lot there, of that is because uh, people are too scared to go and get treatment. Sure. And that's not necessarily the fault of the doctors, the oncologists, for example. The people who work in cancer departments, I don't think that's necessarily their fault. They haven't done a very good job getting people in, though, have they? No. They'd be quite happy doing no work. No, but I think that's So how moral do you think these people are? I'm not saying they're, they're massively moral, but I, I, I don't think... I don't think if, if, if you, for example, halve the number of people in a waiting list, doctors are just going to do crosswords. I suppose I'm saying it's a larger problem than that, and that's one of the issues we've identified. And it wouldn't... It wouldn't I, don't think, I don't necessarily think that if, if half the people went away, then I don't think the waiting list... Would reduce by half. Here's another one. I'm not here's saying that, but it, it will reduce hit somewhat. Here's another one. We need to keep that spare capacity uh, for the third wave. We we need to we need, we need to we need to keep all these empty beds, uh, and and bear bear in mind that now I don't even know what the proportion is now. It's something stupid of NHS staff that are currently sat at home in isolation. Because the track and trace program told them to, oh, because some, because one of their colleagues had a false positive. They're not even if they have a test, and it's negative, they're not even allowed to come back. Yeah, because they might have it. It's it's yeah, it's ridiculous. Want, if, they, if they have it, if they have it, if they have a positive test, they feel bad for a couple of days. They get rid of it, and they've now got all this natural immunity. They're still not allowed to come back either. Uh, well, no, and and if if. Um, if one of their colleagues tests positive again, then they have to go and isolate again. Sure. Because of this myth that you can get it again, and etc. 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 Moving on for that, because I think it's a, I think it's a, it's a good segue. I want to, I want to talk about uh, briefly uh, the. Uh, you, you, you used the term neoliberals earlier. Oh. The, the. I'm, I'm going to broaden that maybe a bit to right wing think tankers. Okay. Now. I'm going to come up with probably a bit of a sweeping statement, and I'm 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 fine with you you shooting it down. Okay. Do you mean, do you mean notionally on the right? Because I'm still struggling to find the mythical 
right free market right, right wing purist because even the free, free market, market think tankers sure because even even the free market ones are pretty centrist I would say probably centre right but free market free market think tanks yeah um, I I think and this is this is an observation that I think can now be spread across across all of it but it's kind of this has highlighted it for me and as I say I potentially think you could go no 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 this person that person this policy that person you're talking nonsense but I'll just explain it first and see if you agree with this or not but I think basically they're only there to help make government intervention more efficient I think I think they're they're there saying rather than advocating it from some kind of first principle like 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 we would do, coming at it from the right angle they're saying oh well if you if you're going to do this government intervention or that government intervention then I'll make sure it's the most efficient way of doing that government in, in, intervention and so what the lot of the people in this period of time have done have gone oh, I don't know if you want to do that then you should do it like this this is this is the right way of so it's it. just managing the socialism better than the socialists can yes for want of a better way of describing it yeah it, it, that, it, that's your way of understanding it um, because it, it, it doesn't it doesn't appear to me I, 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 I can I can see examples of this now from uh, from previous from previous years yeah there's, there's not enough no we shouldn't do that at all yes that, that it's, is ridiculous idea. we shouldn't do it at all we shouldn't get... I'm, I'm plucking an idea from my air from, from, from the air but anything involving uh, diet let's say uh, making people eat, eat healthier what a what a free market think tanker will come back with is that policy doesn't work but they don't advocate that the policy's wrong and I think the same can be applied to pretty much any policy that a right-wing think tanker writes some paper on or makes some pronouncements on is they're there they're there to go no 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 if you want that outcome do it like this yeah, and there's 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 certainly there's certainly an element of that. And, certain... and, and your idea to me fell into that category quite nicely. Oh yeah, it's not. It's <laughs> I know, I know it's a joke policy, but do you see do you see how I've linked those two together? Well, yeah. So that that's that's the sort of thing that could have come from the Cato Institute, isn't it? Of today, yeah. yes. Well, and this is my concern: is that uh, these free market think tanks a year ago, two years ago were just advocating for a slightly better, different managed healthcare system. I mean, there's an element of a lot of these things as well, is that, and, and you see this with lockdowns as well, is that they, 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 they go against lockdowns, but it's, it's because lockdowns don't work, or they do, yes. more, they do more damage. If they did work, I'd advocate it. Sure. It's, if they don't do it from a moral point of view, the government should, should never have that power. Private healthcare is cheaper than nationalised healthcare, so we should do it because it's cheaper. That's the policy angle they take, and it's always it never based on morality, never, I mean, never, it's, ever. There are there are examples. So, um, so Christian Nemitz, when he he's written the book um, on, I haven't read his healthcare one actually. It's very very good. Um, so he's written a book on healthcare, and there are there are I've, I've heard him talk in the past, and he's he's put proposals down, but he said, look, this isn't as far as I would go personally. Yeah, but this is what I think we can get away with. Yeah. Um, so you know, I would rather I would rather have uh, write this paper and and have it influence the government and then implement this than me come from an I, absolutely look, purist point of view 
and get nowhere and then nothing happens and then people are worse so I can That's, understand I can understand relativism. but people lots of he's one of the only persons who I've actually heard articulate it like that articulated at all sure probably yeah, yeah. yeah made an attempt to do that and, th and this is the thing is that there's I suppose what you're talking about there is politics is the art of the possible is that phrase isn't it it's we get done what we can get done there's got to be some compromise you can never get everything you want but all evidence so far shows it that just just heads in one direction which is more and more government intervention uh, and 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 there is just merely a ratchet effect and it, and it and even now you can you can show that it doesn't really matter which side of the political divide um the the government is on uh there's as there's as much if not more ratcheting up from a Theresa may or now from a boris johnson than there is from a Tony Blair, or, or even from potentially a Tony Ben, uh, they, there's no, there's nothing in it anymore. So I wanted, I wanted to make, I wanted to make that observation because, uh, as you say, a number of a number of neoliberals have now come out in favour of, of of lockdowning right now because there's a potential the end, end, in, in end in sight. The the end in sight when, when government scientists and advisors are standing up saying. Even when you've had the vaccine, you still got to pretend you've got it. You still got to pretend you could possibly have it. Just explain to me, please, what the argument is around the concept of the vaccine at all. Well, what the point of having the that's, vaccine? That's what I'm saying. What is the point of the vaccine at all if you can still get it and you can still pass it on? Herd compliance. Right. This was the dark territory that I wanted to head into. Herd conformity. Well, when I said head, wanted to head into, <laughs> that, I, that I wanted to discuss, is what what's next? It's. I mean, so a, a point. How could it get worse? Oh right. Okay. How, how long do you have? Um, I mean, a point that was made by I believe this was Brett Weinstein. Yeah. And I'm gonna. The, I didn't. Let, let me see if I can if I can find it because I think I think I made a note of it and I I don't think I was completely I think I would have taken this for, you'll understand when 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 you hear it um, yeah so he he said that COVID has made it harder for people to be important to one another oh that's an interesting observation which is a really really interesting observation I would I would rephrase that and I would say that the government restrictions have made it harder for people to be important. Uh, yes. One another. I don't think it's. I yes. think it's kind of, oh, COVID would have had a made it had a bit of an impact, but nowhere near as much as lockdown. Yes. Um, and I think that again, this is one of the. This is again getting getting a bit black pilled, a bit sinister here. The government don't. They've they've made it impossible for you to be a good neighbour, for you to be a good friend, a good family yes. member. So it's 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 difficult for other people to rely on you. It's it's illegal. They've made it illegal. They've made it illegal for you to rely on, on people and people to rely on you. They want for you, you to even offer your services. They want you to be reliant on, on them, them, on the state, on the government. Yes. So no, that's a bit. No, okay, that, that's that, a bit sinister. But I think I think no, that leads me to something else. Here's something that I was I've been trying to articulate for a while, and again, uh, I might not be saying this in the most concise and pithy way, uh, but see see what you think about this. We all know people who um, all about the rules. It, I I just obey the rules. If you if you countenance any sort of bending of the rules with them or anything, then they refuse to get into a discussion about what is right or wrong. They just go no, I, I obey the rules. I'm, I'm the kind of person. Oh, because that if you don't obey one single rule, the whole thing collapses and we're in we're in absolute chaos. That is that what you're getting at? I think 
the rule, the rule of law there, is the most important thing. Is, is that what you're saying? Uh, there are definitely people that, that have that as their, as their reason, yes. But I think that um, what I'm, what I'm going to say is that they consider... I don't even think they're thinking that far ahead that the system will collapse. They consider it a moral act to obey the, obey the rules. As I say, I'm sure you know people, I certainly know people, that are very much just in that camp of, oh no, no, we obey the rules in this house. That's 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 what we are. Yeah. Now, what I what I think is that they haven't specifically, even though they might say that they are doing that because they think that is being moral, what I think in reality is they hide behind that. And that what they've actually done is, for want of a better term, outsourced the morality to the the I'm going to say ruling elites because it's more than just the government it's the government it's uh it's 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 the media that support them it's it's the opposition as well as the government now it's 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 the it's the ruling it's the ruling class um they've outsourced their morality to them and so they don't even they don't even question the morality what they now believe is if they say it because I've endowed them with the ability to define morality, all I now need to do is do as I'm do as I'm told. It's it's laziness. It's cop out. It's an absolute abdication of responsibility. Com- completely. And what they've done is they've. It's, easy. It's, it's like it's like but it's like deification. It's it's they've bought into the religious almost cult like aspect of of government, haven't they? It's. Government is government is the new god. Well, that, that's that's why it always makes me laugh when when people like Richard Dawkins, who's you know obviously famously against against religions. Yes. Um, but yeah, the way he talks about the state is religious. Like, hang on a second. Yeah. You know, you know the way that you laugh at religious people. That's yeah. That's how I'm laughing at you right now. But as you say, because they have had removed any responsibility that they may have. They'd, they don't want the responsibility of morality on their shoulders. They're quite happy. That's why it's, to give it. it's laziness. And therefore, they just believe anything that this group of rulers says to them must, by very definition, be moral. They don't have to question it because I have I've outsourced morality, and therefore I just have to follow the rules. These people say I follow the rules because that's the moral thing to do. But in actual fact, it's it's the complete opposite of that. They have they have, they have got rid of any sense of morality that they have. Yeah, and they will struggle in later life if they need to make a decision on their own. Yes, yes, absolutely. absolutely sure. And it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if they if people like this. Well, I, I, I guess say so what's right. You see it all the time. People people particularly, and you see this on the evangelical left all the time because these are some of the people who are the most statist, certainly in today's world. Um, they've lots of them suffer with mental health issues. Yes. You know, it, it, it's, you know, you see it all the time. And I think part of it is that this, again, we talked about earlier, the cognitive dissonance. They're having to tell themselves a lie again and again and again to the point where they believe it, the lie that, that is the government knows best, the state knows what's best for me, um, I shouldn't be making decisions on my own. Um, you know, it, anarchy is chaos all these things they're just telling themselves these lies no matter how much truth is around them and that takes a toll on, on your brain 
Yes. So no wonder these people have mental health issues. No wonder. Do you also, here's, this is another, uh, another kind of broad topic. Um, do, you, do you think that part of this is a cultural problem? Specifically, specifically to the, I'm talking about the UK here, obviously. We, religion, the, the Church of England, the, the religious aspects that the that UK had, was about the closest you can get to to us having having a culture. Yeah, we don't have. It's not like it's not like the um, you know the, the the Japanese with their with their calligraphy and their. Do, 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 do you get do you get what I'm saying? We don't have the same links to the past anymore. In this country, religion is pretty much shunned. Any possibility? I mean, they, what a missed opportunity the church had here in this country. They could they should they could and they should have turned around and said, "Nothing's shutting us down. This is where we come into our own. We are there for the people. Come one, come all. We are your congregation. The churches are open, and no one's going to shut us down." Well, yeah, but you, they just shrank can, away. Can you imagine? Can you imagine churches and religions of the past doing that? No, not at all. So it's a very modern thing. Is that that shrinking away uh, and it being replaced by by government? But and you know, like, I I, lo- I like churches. I like I like I like being in a church. I would go to a carol service at Christmas. That's a, that's the closest to that historical link to the past. But I, I don't I don't feel that people today have that link to anything historic anymore. It's always focused about now and the future, which obviously opens the door to postmodernism and the concept that nothing's real and. And and you know wipe the slate clean. It's it's very anti-conservative. Yeah, yeah, the, the concept that something old could be important. But don't you think all of that plays on this notion? It's like I don't have a source of morality anymore. The source of morality was probably the church in the past. It's been replaced with government, which has only increased its remit amongst its subjects over time, to the point where now the government will save us. The government will save us from a virus. The government will keep me safe, and I don't need to question the rules because they keep me safe. I mean, yeah. So churches, in my opinion, aren't known for their morality. So sh- moving away from the from from, the, from letting the church decide your morality, you think should be a good thing, and then no, the the one organisation that was possibly worse, <laughs> the government, and and you're you're outsourcing it to them instead. So yeah, I I, I think. I think if you're outsourcing your morality to anybody, whether it's your local vicar or your local dictator, is is an absolute bad thing. So I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm. You're advocating personal morality. Yeah, personal morality, personal responsibility. Do do some thinking yourself, and, and just yeah, don't don't rely don't rely on others for your you know, your moral judgments. Have no morals but your own. What a great place to end it. <laughs>